0: You know what? I don't know if we talked about it, but I'm willing to bring it back up in something else. I got stuff to say about LeBron, punk-ass James. So LeBron James has jumped on the train for not liking, well, not supporting women. And I want to say he's got a hint of transphobia. There was a comment about, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with um, Megan The Stallion. She is a black rapper Um, She's been in uh, She-Hulk, so she's an actress as well. So there was an incident that happened to her where she was shot in the foot by someone. His name escapes me. I'm super tired. I don't have all the details. She was shot in the foot. This was a while ago. This was like almost a year ago. So she was at a party, at a gathering somewhere, her and this gentleman who, it was purported that they might have had some type of romantic relationship, but here's the thing. They were in a car together. I'm not sure if it was a limo, but they were in a vehicle together. I don't know. I assume they were dating. So something happened. They get into a, a disagreement or something's going on. He shoots her in the foot. So later on, the police are called. He gets like, I guess I'm assuming arrested. I'm, I'm not a legal person. I don't know if I can go to jail or get arrested for saying this, but allegedly he was taken in, is what I can say. And He got mad at her for snitching on her. The entire culture of like these music, uh, what is it? Uh, Musician people, rappers, singers, whatever, were upset as well. There was a faction. There was a divide. There were people who were upset that she would snitch on him and get him hemmed up by the police. Then there was another side that were like, no, she was well within her rights to call the police. She was shot in the foot by this man. So that was a thing at first. Then it came out that the police questioned her like, well, what was the nature of your relationship? First she said, and this is after all this is like panned out in court, first she said they were just friends. Then when she was on the stand, she said, well, we might've had some type of dealings with each other. So then people started putting like, oh, oh, she's lying, she's a liar. So I wonder if he even shot her in the foot. So then now it turns into this thing of, here we are again, where, people don't want to believe a woman and within our culture as black people, you don't want to believe a black woman that has no reason to lie. She had no reason to hate this guy except for he shot her in the foot because I think, I don't know how it panned out, but like whether she waited till the next day, whatever you want to say, whatever happened, it wasn't like she went to the police and was like, go to his house and murder him with your guns. She didn't do that. So, Fast forward to how we're looping uh, LeBron James into this. I don't know how I would catch all this stuff because I am always like tired from work. I listen to podcasts and people who I've listened to and trust and understand to bring me in the truth from all the places they get it have said they've caught LeBron James or they didn't catch him. I'm sorry. He posted on social media the music and then captions things saying about you know whatever he has to say about uh what was it it was i think the topic was like it was almost similar to lock her up is what i'm getting at so the music he was playing was the music of the guy that shot her in the foot and so he's captioning like yeah bees can't be trusted or you know they never tell the truth while playing the music of the guy that shot her in the foot Then there was another incident where you know that Gabrielle Union and I forget the basketball player's name, they have a child who is trans. There have been many, many, many statements made about this. I'm sorry, it's it's either they have a trans child or they have a gay child. There's two basketball players that have a child that, well, I'm sorry, I think it's either, I think Magic Johnson has a son that's like openly gay. And then Gabrielle Union and the other guy has a trans child. I want to say LeBron James has made comments about, well, if you'd have raised your son right, they'd still be a son and not a daughter. And I'm like, you know what? It was well beyond enough with you and the Megan the Stallion thing. Like the video that I'm referencing that the podcast people have mentioned, I had to go find it because I'm like, let me make sure my sources are still stout, that they're still good. And sure enough, he's posting on social media. And this was after the hearings and the trial and everything. The guy's going to jail. So this is why things are resurfacing and people are doing things nefariously. And like, um, what is the word for it? Where they're on the surface, it appears as though he's just captioning things and jamming out. But underneath the surface he's making a comment and showing where his allegiance lies because he did it and other people did it where it's a slew of like, just like any other TikTok or Instagram video where you play the music and you do the thing and like it's it's a phenomenon everybody's doing. The phenomenon was play the guy's music in caption and it shows that you're standing in solidarity with him and not Megan Thee Stallion. And I could not believe of all people lebron people like lebron james i'm not a sports person but people just take it deep in the throat for lebron james because they just oh he's he's a a magical man he's built for sports and he's built like this and he's the best I, i don't care he's liked and that's good but when he stood in solidarity with that guy that shot megan in the foot i'm like you have sealed your deal with me dude like done
1: to Jonathan and Carl Watch Everything. I'm Carl, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jonathan. How are you doing today, Jonathan?
0: I'm pretty good, Carl. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing all right. And uh, today we are talking about Space Jam and Space Jam A New Legacy, which I will almost assuredly only refer to as Space Jam 2.
0: I will probably do the same thing, because in thought, I'm not going to do the whole whole moniker here. Sorry. So,
1: so before we get into talking about these two we're going to kind of come and i think we're primarily going to compare and contrast these two things against each other and then sort of at the end we'll talk about comparing them against other movies but i think a lot of our discussion is going to be comparing these two things head to head but before that you know going into this what was your like relationship to i guess the franchise um so, like you had seen the movie so like what were your what was your general vibe with it
0: So my general vibe for the franchise in general was um, basically it was just a a movie about it's giving me like who framed Roger Rabbit, a movie about sports where we have cartoon characters helping the main character, which is a lead athlete that is being the the star, the protagonist in this. So that was it. Nothing like Mm -hmm. too monumental to me and very influential. It's just a cartoon people movie.
1: Are you a basketball fan? Do you watch basketball? Not by
0: far. I would say if you asked me that question and we weren't doing the podcast, I would tell you how much I hate basketball. So no, (laughs) not at all. Nope.
1: I also don't watch basketball. So uh, we probably aren't going to know jack about shit in terms of any of that or any of the other guest stars. I know Michael. I know LeBron. I didn't know fucking anybody else.
0: I mean, I know people because it's almost a part of pop culture sometimes to know celebrities like people probably don't know extensively who... Nicki Minaj's as a person but in passing you know her so there's certain like Larry Bird I know who that is but basketball the sport I could care less but it was interesting seeing faces in the movie just to
1: clarify I had to google Larry Bird so this is the level okay. of knowledge that we're working on <laughs> All right. but I have seen Space Jam several times because uh, I really loved yeah. that movie as a kid and then a couple times when I have done Drunk Movie Night Space Jam has been one of the movies in rotation
0: same i don't know if i was ever present for one of the drunken movie nights with you but i same thing like i've seen it numerous times within my lifetime and was never bothered by watching it over and over again whereas once we get into it this new one was i believe for children which i did not like so
1: (laughs) yeah all right so uh let's just get into oh also we kind of had this talk a little off mic but let's just be explicit about this we're really not gonna do any kind of like summary of the things that we have watched you know you all listening you all have wikipedia you can go read a summary you don't need to hear us read it off we're going to talk about you know what we thought about it so you know what we're talking about we're talking about space jam and space jam 2 i assume you are familiar with the premise at this point so let's talk about uh let's start with space jam 2 because we both watched that first okay so to start talking about space jam i would like to talk about a different movie Have you ever seen or even heard of a movie called Trainwreck?
0: Um, I don't think I have. Go ahead and explain to me what that's about.
1: It's it's a romantic comedy starring Amy Schumer and I think Bill Hader. One of the SNL guys. Does that sound at all familiar, ringing a bell?
0: I feel like I should have seen, yes. I think, yes, I think I have seen that.
1: Okay. Because the reason I bring it up is because LeBron is in that movie too. Okay. Okay. And he was pretty good in that movie. He was pretty funny.
0: Was he? Okay.
1: Yeah. You know, he it's clear that he's got some kind of like comedic timing and he worked pretty well as a straight man.
0: Yep, I pulled it up and I, I've seen this before. And it I guess it was funny. I think during that time I wasn't like the biggest Amy Schumer fan, but I thought the movie was at least funny. So mm-hmm.
1: you know, there you go. You know, rather than rather than going through this our notes beat by beat, let's just let's just talk broad. I liked LeBron in this movie. I liked him quite a bit. I did okay. not like this movie as a whole. But Mm -hmm. I did like him, you know,
0: I was interested in watching him. I don't know if oversaturation, as that might be a recurring motif in these podcasts with certain celebrities. Obviously, my petty list, my hatred of certain or dislike, I should I'm sorry, I'll say dislike my dislike or disdain for certain celebrities. is quite petty, but LeBron is nowhere near the list, but I'm not a big enough fan of his to I guess, enjoy him because I've noticed that with certain people that come from different avenues like sports or entertainment, like The Rock or something, I can always kind of like feel their stilted acting. And I can tell LeBron wasn't the best actor, but I enjoyed the fact that he wasn't trying super hard and he was being, I'm assuming, himself. So for the same reason I enjoyed his performance, that you liked seeing him probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Obviously, we're going to be talking quite a bit about... We're going to talk about performances and um, like story structure and stuff, and we're just going to talk about it in normal terms. Everybody listening needs to realize every single sort of like artistic thing that we are talking about with these movies is graded on a curve. Mm-hmm. Just just know that beforehand. So when I if I say in these movies, oh yeah, you know, someone had a great performance. Remember, that's great on a bell curve. Right. So I I really enjoyed lebron's performance asterisk (laughs) keeping in mind that he is a sports star and not an actual actor judging him by like the yardstick by which he personally should be measured he Mm -hmm. was pretty good okay you know he was like uh because normally when you get like a non-actor in an acting role you know one of the things that happens a lot and kind of happened with michael jordan the first one is that they're pretty stiff yeah you know they tend you tend to play like kind of quiet and reserved that's usually the way it goes for that sort of things it was nice to see lebron like being kind of animated and like showing emotion because like those are the things that are harder to do and make people feel silly when you're a non-actor like doing acting kind of stuff you have taken at least one acting class in your life jonathan i i know you yeah must they,
0: have. they had to put us through it so we took an acting class and we also worked with an acting class while i was in film school and it's not the easiest thing in the world but yeah
1: well Specifically, I bring it up because you remember, like that's that's the thing that they make you like do all that shit for at the beginning of an acting class. All the, all the weird warm ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is to like get you more prepared to like show emotion and like not be not be reserved. Yeah. So you know, it was nice to see Le- LeBron lebron the character just like Mm -hmm. be excited to meet bugs bunny and like be scared of scary things happening and like love his kid and like just kind of be a dork you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's fun to see him as like a, a dork dad
0: it was and i think that's kind of where he shined uh in his iteration of space jam whereas i enjoyed michael jordan's more but i think michael jordan seemed more authentic into playing they're playing themselves playing himself i don't know
1: about that for michael jordan
0: you don't see i I got i don't know michael jordan so i wouldn't know what's oh
1: he's like he is notoriously like so in in the first space jam you know he's kind of like humble quiet guy you know but like real michael jordan is notoriously like not humble super duper ultra like competitive Like, he's kind of an asshole.
0: I never got that, but maybe, you like I said, I don't care much about basketball. I just know the people as they appear in media, so didn't know that.
1: I only know about it because they've made, like, documentaries and stuff about it. Which
0: is interesting because LeBron is touted as being very, I wouldn't say very humble, but he comes off or people speak of him as though he's a nice guy, so I guess that'd be the stark contrast.
1: That is my assumption as well. I don't actually have any knowledge to back that up of, like, oh yeah, LeBron is definitely nice because of XYZ Mm -hmm. reasons. We know a lot of this stuff about Michael now, because it's like, you know, 20 years past his, you know, tenure with the Bulls. So maybe, you know, 20 years from now, there will be some kind of documentary talking about how LeBron James was a fucking tyrant. (laughs) Or, as you will have just heard at the beginning of this episode, Jonathan's comments, which were recorded a month after this episode, while we were recording a different episode entirely. You know, who knows? Anyway, yeah, it... I do get the I get that sort of playing themselves feeling more mm-hmm. from LeBron, definitely. Uh I also really like Don Cheadle in this movie. Like
0: <laughs> he's really fun. <laughs> when we got to Don Cheadle, um because I'll have to share this. Like I, I see that you, you really enjoyed the second one. I really like the first one. No, like, I like the first one way better. Landslide the first... more. And I don't yeah, know Yeah, no, you no. The way it...
1: we'll we'll get to it, but yeah. the first one is no no question better, but there are specific things that I like in the second one, but the first one is so much better and I will get to why.
0: So the Don Cheadle character, which was uh, Al G rhythm or yeah. Algorithm, mm-hmm. Al G rhythm. Um, I don't know, I guess because it just was a little cheesy. I liked Don Cheadle as well, but um, I think his character for me, the thing that he was playing it, it just didn't work. I'm not even going to do a whole bunch of word salad. It, it was kind of like uh, by the numbers, not even like trying to be a mustache trolling villain, but you could smell it coming. But I enjoyed seeing him having the fun he was having playing the character. It was- That it is was specifically what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like it was yeah. interesting. Cause his, I don't- his... what, Name me a movie he was in that he was funny. Cause I'm like, I don't remember him having this much glee playing a character before. And I think I've seen him in something where he was funny. Like a comedy. Uh, wasn't he in the Oceans movies? Um, I believe he was. I mean, that might be what you're thinking of. Yeah, I think he was like specifically like a really funny, the funny guy in the thing. So I'm like, hmm, I seen him having fun or quotey fingers being funny in another movie. But this one is almost like he must have been told to improv or something or something close to that. And
1: I, I think he just knows that, like, this is a schlocky kids movie. And it's just like, hey, you know, go nuts, do whatever. Something like that. I think that's what I was kind of probably getting at. You know when you're, uh, when you're told like, yeah, you're you're the evil computer program. Mm-hmm. It's you know if you're a certain kind of actor, that's an opportunity to really cut loose and kind of like overact because like no one's gonna, no one's gonna tell you, no, or to that it's inappropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that's fun. That's cool. Before we get into all the reasons this movie is terrible, I do want to highlight a couple other <laughs> things that I I also liked about this movie. I did like this movie more than I was expecting. I was going into this movie expecting to Mm -hmm. completely hate it because i had heard nothing but awful things and then i saw these individual things like oh i like this and this and this and at the end of the movie i was like yeah but i probably wouldn't watch it again overall didn't like yeah
0: i won't yeah i won't watch it again either i think i'm i guess i'm giving it less grace just to be um the contrarian for some reason i'm like "Eh." like i i want to say i would have enjoyed certain moments of it but i think i was forcing myself to get to the end Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, I thought and I watched this one first, um, and then I rewatched the first space jam, and I found myself I was typing notes and I was more into typing the notes than watching because I could just listen and just know what's happening, whereas the first one we'll, we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that when we get to it, but overall, it was such an easy, breezy watch, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I had to force myself to turn something off in my head to keep watching this one. Or like I put in my notes, I feel like this one was geared more towards a younger audience, meaning like maybe under 10 years mm-hmm. old. And I had a tough time having it keep my attention.
1: So. I appreciate seeing both Sarah Silverman and Steven Yin. I'm happy to see either of them anytime they show I up know. on screen, even though uh, both of them were only mm-hmm. on screen for very short periods of time. I was happy to see them yep. on screen doing stuff, get work. It was short-lived. I, I like seeing people mm-hmm. I like. That's true. And, uh, when we actually get to the big basketball thing at the end, uh, the designs for the Goon Squad are pretty cool. Like, it's, that whole sequence, it doesn't do much, I mean, aside from the fact that it's sort of, you know, the big game, uh, those individual bits in the basketball game aren't, like, individually driving the plot forward, it's just points here, points there, whatever. But, like, they're engaging visually and i like the monster designs for like the goon squad like they're cool
0: yeah speaking of short-lived appearances i was taking note of the specific players that took on you know the characterization and became the goon squad and mm-hmm. it yeah, i was i players. was not
1: familiar with a single one of them
0: i was familiar with a couple of them i think one of them and only by name just because i looked him up one of them's last name is thomas or thompson i thought he was interesting but he didn't talk he was the one that was the water fire guy Mm -hmm. um and then i i've seen like i said through media the guy with the eyebrows who was the bird guy but Mm -hmm. um the funny thing is that none of them got to talk as much and have as much like witty banter as in the first one and i thought well that's interesting but the character design was there so i thought Mm -hmm. oh and I, i don't know if it played to nicknames like maybe the one with the brows maybe they said something about him being like some type of bird during his gameplay but it was interesting the- i well, don't know if i'm assuming
1: some of these must have relate because basketball nicknames those are a thing right like i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. so i did catch the names i have no idea if any of these are at all related to their actual nicknames but the snake lady is white mamba water fire guy is wet fire Bird Guy is The Brow. So presumably that has to do with his fucking eyebrows.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Spider Lady is Arachnica. Mm-hmm. And the the Golden Robot is Dame Time. And so I assume that is a nickname or related to a nickname.
0: I didn't even notice him until like maybe almost the game was over. I was like, where did he come from? Because they created all the other ones right before the game. But him, he came out of nowhere. I don't don't even know where he came from.
1: Yeah, he was not in... I was watching watching pretty carefully. He was not in the sequence with everyone else. Okay. The dude, who is like his human counterpart, was introduced earlier. Mm -hmm. But they didn't show him getting, you know, like, monstered up with everyone else. Okay. That tells me that maybe he is a well-known basketball guy. So that's... Maybe they're assuming that's one of those things of like oh, the, you know, like if it's like a famous celebrity cameo, the audience will notice and remember or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he the human was introduced, but other than that, it's just like, oh yeah, now there is Time Guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well Okay. Well, um, let's see. Do I have anything else?
0: Well, one that's not a complaint for me is that LeBron James is a Hufflepuff as he went through his Toonimation transformation that was one of the things that he had turned into kind of was like different characters from warner brothers uh ip i was like wow warner brothers is really like and they did this in the first one which i i remembered but it wasn't so prominent but they went through the gamut of like all the things they own and hufflepuff was one of them i thought that was interesting yeah
1: i guess that is my actually my last uh positive thing to say about this movie is i really love all of the 2d animated sequences Mm -hmm. you know lebron in the looney actual looney tune style mm-hmm. looks fun and like i enjoy seeing the looney tunes in their 2d selves doing looney tune stuff mm-hmm. okay i i think this is this is one of the points that this movie shares with the first one is that the best parts of the movie are the looney tune parts mm-hmm. and then the big important basketball game against the monsters right okay now let's go ahead and strap ourselves in for I don't know. I'm sure probably at least half an hour of solid complaints, however fucking long we're going to bitch about this movie. Okay. Okay, um, so as soon as I heard the word serververse, I just wrote out, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, Jonathan?
0: (laughs) What are your thoughts on the serververse? So this was kind of what my contention was with the Don Cheadle character. So not him as the actor because he was pretty, you know, he did his job, but
1: yeah, we've his his performance is fun, but the character of Algie Rhythm is it was stupid, stupid and poorly written.
0: Yeah, and then even the kid. So the whole premise of this is almost like when LeBron was a kid, he was wanting to play games and kind of like have free reign on his uh, delights and the things that brought him joy, which was video games. His son now uh is wanting to do much of the same so all the little things that the son would get into like hey dad i just built the flux capacitor blah blah i'm like they're just giving him like dumb words that mean like technology and i'm like eh. that's the complaint it's like i understand the structure of this whole movie but the way they went about it was just kind of it was not very entertaining to me in the sense that i wasn't engaged and the whole like server verse was just dumb But I'm not sure what else they could have made it, you know, into other than just sticking to what they did in the first one. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's I was so disappointed that this movie was not like a direct sequel, that it wasn't like, you know, about the same characters in some way or the same stuff or even that like they happened at all. It sure seems like the events of Space Jam didn't happen in the same or were like a movie like they happened in the. In the first movie, Toon World is, like, a real place. And in this movie, because it's all just, like, it's the digital uploaded, you know, stuff of all the movies, I guess the Space Jam movie happened in the timeline of Space Jam 2, but it wasn't, like, real things that happened to the real people.
0: I, I wouldn't even know. I don't even think they were going that direction with it as far as trying to connect them. I just know that Warner Brothers got super horny to show people all of their properties. And I kept thinking to myself, once I watched the first one again, I was like, oh, so let me figure out, is the toon world within the world? Or is it, so the se- the second uh, Space Jam, it is a uh, a place within, what was it called again? Like uh, whatever this technology world is, that's where the toon world was. So it was kind of the Warner
1: brothers Serververse.
0: Serververse, I'm like, I don't get it. So they're trying to make the second one more techie, but obviously one of the main protagonists in the movie, LeBron's son, I think his name is Dominique, but they call him Dom was like this computer whiz person. So you kind of have to bring in this, this thing that he's good at, that he excels in because in the real world, LeBron excels at basketball. So I'm like, okay, well, I get it, but I'm assuming all this tune and cartoon stuff is existing only within this server, whereas in the first one, they existed in the real world, i.e. underneath like a golf course or something. So I don't know. Um, at least my initial thoughts with like this this tune world and the regular world was just kind of like, eh, another thing where I was just more into my notes than <laughs> watching.
1: Yeah, I was uh, definitely... The fact that none of it was real in the same way Mm -hmm. made me way less invested. And then, I mean, let me say, a big part of my uh, my ug, is the fact that all this other Warner Brothers shit is in here. It's, God, I hate. I know that there is a certain amount of, I guess, hypocrisy in complaining that, of all things, Space Jam is a cash grab. I realize that that is, you know, perhaps not the most founded of criticisms, but I fucking hated it in this movie. I hated all of the Warner Brothers shit. I hated the cameos. I hated seeing all of it and all the references. I hated every last fucking second of it, and I wanted it gone. I wanted it completely scrubbed from this fucking movie. (laughs) Just let it be the two things. Mm -hmm. Looney Tunes plus basketball. It doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. some kind of fucking thing with the Matrix and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and the
0: DCU. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't hate it that much. I thought it because it was such a brief moment of his introduction into Toon World. I'm like, I get it, but
1: it's but it's not just that. There's the whole introduction into Toon World when he's falling through all the things. He lands on Looney Tunes World, and then there is the montage where they go to all the other worlds to pick up the fucking looney tunes again that whole sequence could have been cut that could have been something more useful to this movie and then when we actually get to the basketball game the whole crowd is just motherfucking cameos and then granny pulls out fucking matrix moves in the middle of the basketball game at a plot pivotal moment just like i fucking hate this shit i don't want it
0: I don't know, like, it's probably not really where you're going with this, but I noticed how Granny was a cheerleader in the first one. And I thought, they're really being very forward-thinking and inclusive in the second one. And Granny went from being a cheerleader and literally sidelined as a character, to in this movie, she is a pivotal character to move the plot forward. And I thought, well, like you were saying, this reach to get all these different characters from the different places that they're in, They could have found another way to fill the time because I I, I was engaged with Lola because Lola was in a place that is my favorite place, which is the Mascara, and she was going to become a Amazon. But even that, honestly, on its head didn't have to be there. Like that was kind of just like, take this out.
1: You you can do you can hit all those same beats of Lola is, you know, she's doing some kind of athletic thing, trying to achieve some kind of goal as like an athlete or a warrior without it being hey kids remember this other movie that we want to keep making a bunch of money off of wonder woman you like wonder woman shit go buy a wonder woman lunchbox mm-hmm. god i just hated so it it's
0: all about that product placement and trying to get i hated it, it so much Jonathan. yeah
1: and that is that is not to say that space jam one is without its own sins but yeah. i just i hated yeah. it so much here
0: yeah it, it was just so poignantly emphasized in the second one whereas in the first one i don't know if it's because of nostalgia but it didn't bother me in the first one like it did in this one like i was just turned off in this second one just for reasons Mm -hmm.
1: similarly in terms of things that i hated possibly to a for nostalgic reasons and or to an irrational degree absolutely fucking hate the 3d looney tunes they look terrible i was
0: indifferent about it i mean it's a it's a cartoon movie i don't really like get gleeful like oh man they look even better because they have more textured appeal to them and i i don't care they if they would have walked on the i thought
1: it was a pretty distinct downgrade from their their mm-hmm. classic animation look it's when they were you know when it was classic animation style 2d animated they looked pretty good. They like the their style, their looks was were clearly updated, but like they just looked better. And then in the 3D animated version, it was just like, man, they just look
0: so much shittier. They're just trying to flex that. We have this, you know, the technology to make it look that much better type because all the new animation looks more vibrant and um, I guess saturated. And I, I don't know if that's what they were going for is trying to make it look even better than just 2D. But like I said, I'm I'm indifferent to it. If they would have started them off like that, it would have made no difference to me. It's just another thing that's just extra. They, they were that is like the tagline of this for me. This movie was so damn extra, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: absolutely, and definitely at multiple points, just like really trying too hard.
0: Speaking of trying too hard, I know that it was done in the first one, so I'll preface with that. So I I could care less, but the overdoing of this idolization and this glorification of LeBron James's career I have in my notes I roll I'm like get out of here
1: <laughs> yes they definitely did that in the, the first movie is definitely sucking Michael Jordan's dick this movie is definitely I have in my notes I wrote down man they're really pushing that King James nickname aren't they
0: I that's probably one of the reasons why I could not get into algae rhythm I'm like him in this King James... Honestly, I didn't even know that was his nickname. That's why I was like, oh, okay. It's almost like when people watch or even talk about, even if you've never seen the movie, Mean Girls. And there's a, a scene where one of the characters tries to make a catchphrase happen by first herself saying it over and over again. Like, don't
1: make fetch happen. So
0: for me, I'm like, I'm not going to, King James isn't a thing for me. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm. know that was a thing. I'm, I don't care. But Don Cheadle, bless his heart. He kept on with this damn king. I'm like, give it up. I don't care what he's called <laughs> in real life. It was just so stupid. I'm like, get yeah. out of here.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. That was uh very dumb. I think there was less like personal dick sucking of LeBron than there was of Michael, but it's super still super present. And the the King James nickname in particular is just like I ridiculous. just
0: maybe I was super sensitive to it, and I maybe because when I was growing up Michael Jordan was like a uh, he wasn't a standalone there were other you know sports idols but he was like the the penultimate at a certain point so for me I give it that grace of like it didn't bother me whereas with LeBron James he's touted as like oh he's a an anomaly he's six feet tall and this and and they said that in the movie and I'm like the things I hear in the media where they're sucking him off I hear in the movie and I'm like I'm kind of over it and I feel like especially because, and this isn't something that you just get from watching the movie unless you watch the credits, he was one of the executive producers. I'm like, oh, oh, I see why it was such a glorification. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, I was just over it. I'm one of those people, if you haven't noticed already, for those who are listening, that is how you get on my petty list. So I'm not saying that LeBron James is on the petty list, but like he is on the road. And it's just a movie it's not his fault it's not like he's trying to be the jerk that you say Michael Jordan is but I'm like these are the makings of a jerk and I was over it I don't
1: want to also push the angle that LeBron is like for sure some kind of you know super humble guy because I don't think you get to like where he is in life by like being
0: nice and humble you know Yeah. yeah I don't think so I don't think so either
1: other things that just individually sucked, like, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of, like, individual lines that are just really fucking shitty and I hate. Let's see. Granny saying, haters gonna hate. Hated that. Stupid. Um, Daffy saying, well, that just happened. Hate that. Stupid. Not funny. Tweety saying to LeBron, we gotta stop meeting this way. LeBron saying, tell me about it. Stupid. Dumb. Not funny. Just, uh, shit like that. There's lots of individual joke lines that do not land.
0: Speaking of lines that were stupid, the Kevin, I'm sorry. It was a Kevin Hart reference and Kevin Hart's on my list.
1: Oh yes. He's like, he's shorter than Kevin Hart or something like that.
0: I was like, Oh, I was like, if Carl was here, he'd look at me like, yep. He's on your pet." All you'd have to do is say his name and go grab old Mark Wahlberg. Cause man, they're almost, I did.
1: (laughs) As soon as I heard the name Kevin Hart, I did think of you. I did think of you.
0: God, man. But those were just lines. And I think it's almost, I can't say it's like a, uh, product placement but it's almost like a recognition for the audience to go oh yeah i know that thing or i know that person and i I was kind of over that and this movie was extra and full of that
1: a couple of these lines that i'm talking about are also basically that like it's nothing that is like a funny line in and of itself but just someone saying haters gonna hate that's like audience going oh yes that is a phrase that i know
0: but it's a phrase that they know that's super old though that's the weird part like it'd be different if it was relevant like uh, i'm trying to think of like a, a see something say something that phrase right now is old so it feels like this i don't know when they had filmed this or when it was written but all these phrases it's kind of like dated even for right now it's not like it's 10 years ago dated but it's not in our immediate zeitgeist of phrases and i thought this is where I feel like it's just trying hard to be extra and be so recognizable. And it's just kind of, it's falling. It's falling.
1: I think that's something that, like, a lot of kids' movies fall into is like let's try and do something to be relevant and then they do something that's from like four years ago and so it's far enough it's old whatever they're referencing is like old enough that it is no longer relevant but it's not so long ago that it has wrapped back around to being like ironically cool
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in the way that like having um uh having lebron dab and then have his kid be like Rolling his eyes at his dad dabbing, that's actually funny because then it's like, oh, they know that like dabbing is fucking old and nobody mm-hmm. no longer relevant, and that's mm-hmm. like, you know, that that's some actual self awareness. Um, but yeah, right. like
0: it's very meta, exactly. It's very meta. But
1: then just like haters gonna hate is like, no, that's you, you don't know because it's doing coming
0: now. from one of the cartoon characters, and you're assuming the cartoon character is trying to use some type of vernacular that is something that's said in the real world in especially coming from Granny, because, I mean, it's, it couldn't be more literal than an old person trying to be young than the character Granny from Looney Tunes saying something like that. So I thought, eh. But speaking of LeBron and his son, I know one of the points I have on mine is um, the father-son tension presented as technology uh, is pretty much ju- juxtaposed to sports. And I guess I put success in technology um, for Black people It was just something weird to me that I kind of let me break this down before I even like have this really ridiculous, like spattering of thought. The connection that we had to his family was so not there. I know the wife from other things, but she was so seldom there and not that she had to be. But just again, comparing it, the wife in the first one was so cool and just she was a bounce and gave me reason to you know, be grounded in Michael Jordan and all the little things he's supposed to care about. Whereas LeBron's wife, not there. The oldest son who was into basketball, not there. But uh, I know that this is built upon technology and like learning and all this stuff versus sports. But just the overall connection he had to his sons was just a little bit off for me. I mean, he was playing the game just to save his son, the youngest son, Dom, Dominique. But even in their moments, that's where it felt almost the cheapest. Just them. Like, obviously, it's a movie about cartoons, but it's not only about the cartoons. It's about the person, too.
1: Yeah, I definitely did not give one shit about any of the non-LeBron human people
0: in this movie. I, I don't know why. And the funny thing is, is that the first one had Bill Murray. It had the guy from uh, from Seinfeld, uh, Newman. All those people kind of made the environment funny to watch. So even in the scenes where there there were no cartoon characters, it was good. Whereas this one, I only watched it when we were in the Toon world. And I was just kind of like surfing and looking up, taking notes the rest of the way. Because anytime we were not in, immersed in the Toon world, I wasn't into it.
1: I can name you three specific moments of when they're in real life and I cared at all or had any interest in what was happening on screen. One was... LeBron dabbing like that was kind of fun and just like that whole those couple minutes of him on screen talking with his son that like that felt pretty like naturalistic I feel like some of that maybe was improv Mm -hmm. to the bit with the security guard that was actually pretty funny I enjoyed I enjoyed that bit and um, I already forgot the third one. So I guess just two. I had a <laughs> third one and I already forgot. There was something else that like I kind of liked and I already forgot it. So, it wasn't yeah, memorable. Just e- mm-hmm. Extremely unmemorable.
0: I, I really couldn't even tell you. Like I'm thinking about it now and I watched all this on Tuesday. I watched them back to back actually. So like I said, all I can remember is the last bit of the movie because it was just like a boring blur. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the weird nugget I would pull from this is watching LeBron on t- on, uh, on a movie or on TV – not playing basketball in the sport i don't know how i want to phrase it but i was interested to see more but not basketball because it was it was really interesting to see him like be a thing and act like a thing but it's kind of like an odd way to put it because this is a basketball movie and that's kind of what he does all the time so
1: i get what you mean because this movie is only sort of like begrudgingly a space jam movie about basketball Mm -hmm. this movie Is not itself super interested in basketball. This is mostly a movie about uh, video games and Warner Brothers IP, and is only sort of begrudgingly like, "Yeah, I guess this is a Space Jam movie, so I guess the Looney Tunes are here, and I guess it's about basketball too, whatever." Mm -hmm. Do you have any other like specific complaints in terms of like this individual bit is bad? Let's see here. Like, let's just—I've got—I've got like one or two left. So, like, let's just rattle off whatever other individual complaints we have before we Mm -hmm. start talking about Space Jam 1 and then compare these bitches.
0: The rap battle. Oh my god, that's the one on my list too. It's so bad. The rap battle. So here's my little here's my grudge with these things. I'm pretty sure most people are aware that a lot of pop culture does have ties to black culture. And I feel as though it's almost like they're stepping on your toe and daring you to say something. I know that it's a thing like Eight Mile and all these other stuff, but like the rap battle just felt like such a strange little caveat from the main plot and it just felt kind of out of place because they, well, let's go ahead and like at least reveal what happened here. You have Elmer, no, it's a, what is it, Porky Pig, so who's known for stuttering in, in Looney Tunes? Something happened. I forget what character from the Goon Squad said something, but someone said something to him and then all of a sudden... I guess he grabs a mic, dons on some Quotey Fingers hip hop gear and has a rap battle. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on with this? And I guess the punchline is that when he needs to, he doesn't have to stutter. But I thought that was just one of the most out of stepped things with the plot they could have done. And it was just really not funny or interesting to me at all. Another reach to be hip.
1: I think the worst sin of that particular sequence is the fact that the rap itself is shitty it is such the level of rhymes it is such like 90s after school anti-drug special level of like my name's g and i'm here to say that i don't like drugs in a major way like it's it's fucking that level of rhyme scheme and flow like it's just so fucking awful if the if the rap had actually been good it could be at least like forgiven it's like well that was still kind of weird and out of place but like at least it was entertaining to the ear
0: i think they tried to play it safe and it was unfortunately too safe i'm not sure what like not being safe would have been other than speaking on things that might have been a little bit unsavory for younger audiences or having a word or two that was not the best but they went super pc and with that they went Super PC with like what the message was supposed to be because I forgot what the inciting event was for him to even do that, but it was just unnecessary and stupid. It, it was,
1: it happened like literally in the middle of the basketball game. Like they they paused the game to do this fucking rap battle, and then Porky got like basketball points for it afterward. Like it was literally just like in the middle of nothing to fucking do with anything that was happening.
0: I guess it was Looney, so they got a point. Uh, what's another one from your list?
1: Uh, more complaining about the Matrix. Oh, um, if you're going to do Matrix shit in the middle of a fucking basketball game, it should have been Speedy Gonzalez or Roadrunner doing it, not Granny. That's, I mean, that's fucking obvious. Speedy was even in the Matrix, so if you wanted to make it be the Matrix reference, it could have been him specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, just come the fuck on. That's so easy. Like, why am, why am I doing Punch-Up for this movie? Just fucking, God, I don't know.
0: I don't know what was with this. I I bet you, I'm willing to bet you dollars to Donut's. There was something going on with Granny because I remember hearing a little bit of buzz about when this movie was coming out. And there was some issue about them not wanting to show Lola Bunny because either she was going to be, I guess, not drawn, but created, depicted with too much realism to her curves or something about her having nipples or something dumb. So I think this this whole Granny thing – Yeah, like I don't know why that was even in conversation. That Lola Bunny, when they went to 2D to 3D, she might have had like some nipples showing. And I'm like, get out of here. So I think they just pulled this granny thing out of nowhere to give her like another female. Because, of course, on the Looney Tunes, you don't have a lot of females, you just have Lola and granny. So, of course, with this type of movie being done or at least uh, hitting theaters in 2022, you have to be inclusive. And, of course, with that being said, post uh, Me Too movement, there needs to be more like women. And so Granny, I guess, was the thing because Lola's already got her, I'm the sports person type thing going on. So I think it was just something going on with that. It was weird.
1: The bit with Michael B. Jordan was also dumb and I hated it and served no purpose.
0: I don't know why he came because I was thinking, whoa, they said Michael Jordan's coming and I don't know like where he is and what he's doing, but I thought that would be so cool to have them both here. It's almost like a handoff thing. But then when he pops onto the scene, I'm like, okay, is he going to start playing basketball? And I'm like, I actually, I don't, I don't want to see that. Like I have nothing against Michael B. Jordan. He's not on my petty list, but I don't want to see him playing basketball. Then then he just leaves. And I'm like,
1: it's just for a dumb joke. It's Michael Jordan versus Michael B. Jordan. Like, oh. They have the same name. Isn't that funny? Haha. Ha. Okay. I, th- I think that's all the specific individual. I hate this part in particular complaints. Let's pick our nits with Space Jam and then we can compare the two. Does that sound good?
0: Okay. That sounds good.
1: So going back and watching the original Space Jam. First off, you already said this earlier, but like, yeah, this movie is eminently watchable. This <laughs> goes down. Space Jam goes down smooth.
0: I don't know why, because the the structure... The premise is the exact, like, beat for beat, this is basically the same thing, except for one was shot. Well, I wouldn't say shot. One was done in 96, one's done in 2022. I don't know how they were able to do a better job back then for me. That is for me. Like, whether someone else agrees, I don't care. But for me, Space Jam, it, it's a good movie. Like, by, yeah. on its own, it's just a good movie. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's so much better than the second one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have always enjoyed this movie legit enjoyed this movie and watching it directly after space jam a new legacy i had you know and i had an increased fondness of like oh yeah this one's like
0: a real movie (laughs) i know and i think that's something to do with like how they did scene work or something which i'll talk about in a little bit but it just had this feel and even i i put in my notes the way they lit michael jordan to me was better than how they did a lot of stuff in the second one. And this was, like, years ago.
1: I enjoy having all of the other people that are in this movie. You you mentioned, you like, we have make it. Yeah. Bill Murray, Wayne Knight, uh, Danny DeVito doing the voice of the Space Boss. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I just, these are also people I enjoy, and I like seeing them get to do a bunch of stuff.
0: It's just so fun. Like, I don't know how they missed the mark with the second one, but all these different ingredients in the first one, like, Danny DeVito was not physically in the movie to my knowledge. He voiced the bad guy and just knowing who Danny DeVito is and like his voice really helped me enjoy it because he brings a certain quality to whatever he does as you know, his, whether he's a good guy or bad guy. And I really liked it. Like all these people working together made this movie fun. So when there were no cartoons or no tunes on the, the set or on the scene or whatever it was just a joy to watch I was still
1: still they were on a golf
0: course basketball players that have retired were on a golf course and i was enjoying watching them talk about nothing bill murray
1: yeah exactly bill murray fucking it was so fun. i mean he really and but it's also not just him because it's like it's not just that bill murray is carrying that scene but like the other two like michael jordan and the other guy are really like they're having they have a good back and
0: forth they do and i think that was the point i was making earlier like i don't know michael jordan in real life and that that tall white guy was larry bird them playing themselves in the movie you could think of them as being stilted and kind of dry but i bet you because bill murray was there and i guess the other guy that played i keep saying the guy that was newman from seinfeld i forget his name wayne knight wayne knight they're just so good at having because this is the thing when it comes to different scenes and you know your ability to stay within the scene and be engaged, there needs to be a tennis match. And they you hit, the other person hits back. It's so good, this movie, of hit and hit back. Saying something and someone responds. It's just so good. And I guarantee you if they ad-libbed, or not ad-libbed, but if they um, uh, improvised. So in the movie, if they improvised in the first Space Jam, And they did it in the second one they did it so much better in the first one that it just felt like i want to keep i could have kept watching the golf scene for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. i'd be fine with that
1: i like that in space jam our we actually know who our antagonists are and sort of care about them like they have the the monsters they have distinct personalities the Goon squad are like visually interesting, but they're not distinct from each other.
0: They're not. They're
1: visually distinct, but they're all trash-talking basketball players as opposed to the Monstars even in their monster even in their their giant forms. Like they have personalities distinct from each other. They're not like well-defined personalities, but they are clearly like, oh, these are different people. Like this is the stupid guy and this is the aggressive guy. You can they have like some kind of meaningful character differentiation well and they're they're sympathetic in the sense that like oh they're, they're being forced to do this by their shitty boss and then like we're happy in the end when they tell their boss to fuck off
0: and crumble them up and throw them on that rocket ship
1: in isolation i did what i liked lebron's performance more than michael's but mj's performance fits better into the movie that he is in hmm. also i think give him some props here for i, I do think michael jordan's performance is kind of a little stiff and one note but one he's not an actor and two for the most part he's responding to like nothing you know he's on like a green screen when he's dealing with the tunes so for a guy who's not an actor like on a green screen without someone there to be responding to he does a pretty pretty good job actually Mm -hmm. and in in the context of his movie he is the the human in tune world he's the visitor it, it kind of makes sense for him to be the low key straight man and everything around him to be big, bigger and more expressive. Mm-hmm. Like he fits better into his movie than LeBron does into his movie. Even though I enjoy LeBron's performance a little more.
0: I can say more of the same. Uh, I guess I, for those reasons, that's why I like MJ's fitting in with the tune world and how his acting was or whatever. But yeah, I guess it makes sense when you look at it. Cause as stilted as he could have been or as stale as he was, it just made sense. It was almost more of a coming from a serious side of things to being presented with this wagginess.
1: Do you have any sort of list of complaints for the first space jam? Do you have nits to pick? <laughs> Should we get into complaining <laughs> about this movie trying,
0: as well? I'm trying to find some, hold on.
1: Okay, well, let me let me get into let me rattle a few off here. The pulp fiction reference is dumb and I wish it wasn't in this movie. I hate the product placement that's in this movie, when Michael is in the hotel room and he's drinking the McDonald's drink, and then Wayne Knight comes in and he just rattles off a quick, long list of all these fucking things that Michael Jordan has endorsed. I get that it's supposed to be a joke, but I hate it, and I wish it wasn't there. When Daffy pulls up his own ass and Warner Brothers is on there and he kisses it, he's like, he's happy to be a fucking slave to Warner Brothers? That's so fucked up
0: he's not a person he's a cartoon character so he's happy to be created by them but i get what you're saying (laughs) and let's just back up to the the hotel part like i wasn't gonna even harp on this because it's old and people feel how they feel about certain people people probably really like lebron james and i've heard several many people talk about man he's got the perfect athletic body because he's built to do this and that when i see michael jordan In the first Space Jam, in the hotel, with his shirt off, I was like, I've never even noticed him like that. I'm like, damn, Michael Jordan looks amazing. I was just surprised, maybe because I hadn't seen him in so long, and I'm sure he looks different now. This was in '96, but just that scene, I was like, oh wow, like they they were kind of strumming it up. Like I I know he was probably doing his like little Haynes commercials. I'm like, is he gonna be in his underwear? He was not. (laughs) (laughs) I was just shocked. I'm like, wow, Michael Jordan. He was a good looking man back in his day. I didn't even realize that. I I completely, I guess because I was younger, didn't care, didn't realize that.
1: Just as uh, sexy Lola Bunny was an awakening for a lot of young men watching Space Jam, <laughs> Michael Jordan in his underwear could have been a potential awakening for young Jonathan. <laughs>
0: He probably could have been. I just wasn't looking at him like that back then. I was like, "What in the heck? This little scene is wild."
1: Yeah, because this is Michael Jordan back when he's actually like doing shit. Like now, you know, he's like a team owner or whatever. You know, he's not. Yeah,
0: he's he's older, heavier, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's heavier, but he's different looking. Yeah, I mean, it's but this like, is like post baseball. So uh, the funny thing about this this first one was they were very meta in the sense that he commented on you know his his failed baseball career. And even when he was on the baseball team, we get different little snippets and scenes of other teammates trying to help him out, which I'm sure happened in real life. But even, you know, to that extent, he didn't succeed as well as he did in basketball and baseball. And that was very meta commentary. And then they made another commentary about how uh, essentially people transitioning to acting, I think, I, I want to, because he was doing a commercial bit or something. And I think they made a small comment about you know, sports players doing acting and not doing well. So I thought, well, so they're very, very cognizant of how uh, tropey this whole uh, adventure he's going on can be from this to that and trying to still hold his his, uh, stardom like he did in basketball.
1: Um, Oh, also Michael Jordan descending from a spaceship in the mid-1990s, that would have been a religion. People would have said Michael Jordan is the new Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, he he almost was a religion minus the spaceship anyway, so that would have been the icing on the cake.
1: If people actually saw an alien spacecraft land in the middle of a sports field and then like a ramp opened and Michael Jordan descended, that would have been a new world religion. No. Fucking insane.
0: Even if he was wearing that baseball because I think was he wearing the baseball thing or no? This was at the, the end. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm mixing it up with another segment of the no, movie. No, no, because
1: that, yeah, that was a baseball. That was him going to his baseball game. You're you're you are right.
0: Oh my yeah. God, him baseball, the baseball and Michael Jordan. This movie is a real movie. Mm-hmm.
1: It certainly still has the the flaws in this movie are all things that become magnified in the second movie of just like you know weird little bits or references or product placement, like all of the. The flaws that exist in this movie just get magnified to even bigger extremes in the second one. But the th- the reason that this movie still mm-hmm. really holds up is that like it's written better. It has like more solid and um, understandable characters. Like things just generally make more sense, and there's more focus being put on the characters and the plot. Like a lot of times in the second movie, they'll do a bit or an aside or a joke that doesn't have anything to do with what is going on. But in this movie, those bits, either they are plot relevant and they move the movie forward. For example, the, the old film reel about the black and white film reel about basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, that's funny. It's like, Oh, look at this old, you know, weird thing, but also it serves a plot point of like informing the monsters about these basketball players to go steal their shit. Or conversely, the bits tell us something about the characters, like Sylvester being extremely hungry for Tweety or Daffy's narcissism. The bits either inform us about who the characters are or serve plot function, which is rarely true on either count in the second movie. It is much more just like, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. It doesn't form together into a cohesive whole in the same way you have any other final thoughts jonathan
0: no i think that is it for me because it's just all little notes about how i liked it that's it so okay
1: uh let's rank these things shall we we can now actually put some stuff onto this list Okay. Why don't you go first? Where where do you rank Space Jam and the Space Jam: A New Legacy individually on your list?
0: So Space Jam the original, the first would be number 1 and then of course with no other options, Space Jam: A New Legacy. No, no,
1: on the on our big
0: list. So if we're doing the big list, it's going to be ranking against the the Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer movie as well, right? Yep. All right. So That's the idea. Um Jeffrey Dahmer's first, then you got Space Jam and then you have uh, a New Legacy.
1: I think I am putting Space Jam as my new number one. Okay. And then Dahmer, and then Space Jam New Legacy.
0: The only reason why Space Jam, the original, is not my number one is because I am all about the visuals most of the time. And Dahmer, although it was very murderous and cannibalistic. It gave me all the visual feels. You
1: know, I don't. I don't think I can say that Space Jam is a better thing than Dahmer. I think Dahmer was like clearly better on like technical grounds and like obviously better written and has better performances. But this is my list, and mm-hmm. I just I really enjoy Space Jam.
0: It went down. It goes it down, down so
1: smooth, speed. Jonathan. It goes I down, down so fucking BL smooth. Spreadsheet
0: so. You have Dahmer number two, and I'm going in order of how we watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Space Jam as your number one, the mm-hmm. original first. And then you have Space Jam and New Legacy as your number three. Mm-hmm. And so mine is pretty much in the order that I watch them. That's right. Dahmer, That's right. Well, no, I'm sorry. I lied. Dahmer, Space Jam, Space Jam New Legacy.
1: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for talking with me about Space Jam for an hour and a half, Jonathan. No problem. I love it. And uh, we will see all of you next time. Later.